0: Welcome to All Things to a podcast hosted by Taylor and Brittany. We'll be coming to you with brand new episodes every Tuesday. If you want to tweet along as you listen, feel free to use the hashtag #AllThingsToBetPod. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show.
1: So this is All Things to Bet podcast episode fourteen.
0: That's right, Taylor? 14? I think so. That was the number I had in my head, so let's yeah. go with
1: that. Yep. And today we have a very special guest with us, Ash Silver. Hi, Ash. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being here. So we, for those who have not tuned in, we have had two kind of recent uh, little uh, collaborations that we've done with Ash and some other folks and Tina House of Stir Fry, The L Word Online, um, where we've actually come onto Ash's YouTube channel and done what's been dubbed L Con After Dark, right? That's our official name for that event. Um, And there'll be more coming where we just kind of talk about our thoughts on season two and then take questions from people who are watching live. But today we're going to talk specifically to Ash kind of about her history in the fandom and also her YouTube channel as a L Word creator. Because she's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So, to start with, Ash, why don't you just tell us a little bit about you and yeah, how you kind of came to be in the L Word fandom, how long you've been watching, things like that.
2: Okay. Well, the first thing people normally ask me is, Where are you from? And then I say, (laughs) How long do you have? (laughs) Because I was born in Ireland, grew up in the UK. And then when I was 17, I moved to America. And that was right when the L word was starting. Mm-hmm. And within like two weeks, I met the person who was my first girlfriend. And then of course, you know, when I'm a millennial, so it's like things were a little bit different when I was younger. There was no one on TV that was like us. And it was just, they were the, the butt of the joke on Friends or some like very crude stereotype so when I heard about this show because I like I knew I was gay when I was like before I even knew what gay was when I was like seven or eight and mm-hmm. I when I heard oh they all wear makeup and all this stuff I was like oh okay this this sounds like up my street and again this is 2004 so we would go into Best Buy at like 9:45, in like hopes we wouldn't run into anyone to like buy the dvds and the first season had we got the first season and watched it right before the second season came out
0: mm-hmm. and
2: then we would at, like watch it ourselves and then all our friends would come back from like university and stuff over summer and us and all our straight friends they would like really get into it and we would all re-watch it in the summers together and stuff so I just immediately like loved the show thought it was great couldn't believe that I was seeing this sort of thing on tv and I've always loved Beth; she's my favorite favorite character and then of course bet and tina and then my girlfriend at the time we used to jokingly call each other that but I, I love it you know everybody knows I love the show I love all the characters maybe not so much Jenny but <laughs> everyone else just immediately thought it was the greatest thing. Sure
1: and uh, you were in the U.S. then for how long like the duration of the time that L Word
2: was on or? Oh yeah, you... yeah yeah I only came back to the U.K about two years ago so I, I was in oh. the U.S. 15 years like my adult life basically oh, so okay. yeah and if you don't mind sharing what brought you back to the U.K. oh just first of all it was for work and then most of my family is here like my sister and my and my nephews one of my sisters is still in the U.S. but mainly just coming back and family and things like that so so do you miss this this country at all then when i'm here i miss america and want to go back in the morning and then when i'm in america i miss here so i'm just like (laughs) i i try and spend like a decent amount of time in both because like my my job i'm very lucky that i can do that and i used to have to travel a lot for work but now obviously with the way things have been I haven't been able to over the last year so I'm like really itching to get back to Target that's
0: the (laughs) thing I miss the most (laughs) honestly fair I miss that in Canada not gonna lie
2: (laughs) anyone who knows me is like the second I get to Florida I'm like in the in the car like straight to Target and I always take a picture outside and I'm like baby i'm home (laughs) go in there and spend like five hundred (laughs) dollars that's hilarious
0: at target that's impressive
1: (laughs) so when you you started watching the l word right before season two aired and then when season two had aired were you involved in the fandom online at that point like did you start joining i guess what would have been like the message boards and things back then
2: Yeah I went I used to go to after Ellen a lot like I would go every week and read the little reviews and things like that and then when I went to university my year was the first year that Facebook launched so I have like I think I have definitely one of the first 100,000 Facebooks so there was like a little tiny some slithers of things sometimes when you know when you get on this day it's mm-hmm. so funny because now it's like I will literally get ones that are Ash is so angry about Tibet and like all, all these oh my things. gosh <laughs> but I'm like obviously like when the she thing happened and and stuff like that the that it is funny seeing those because when Facebook was so primitive and it was only in its early days love that. I love that. Like, 2005, you're, like,
1: raging on Facebook <laughs> when you could only do, like, it would come up as, like, ash is. You had to have things yeah, yeah. incorporated into your status.
0: I forgot about when Facebook did that. Oh,
1: my yeah. God. I think they changed it in, like, 08 or 09, but they had it like that for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about your experience being in the fandom then versus now? I mean, obviously, there's a lot more ways to stay connected with folks and meet people online that are part of the fandom that you may never meet
2: in person. But what was the, what's was the been like one of the biggest differences that you've seen? I mean, to be, to be honest, my big thing now is, and, and the reason that I started my channel in the first place is because where I live now, I don't really have a big lesbian community where or like LGBTQ community. Whereas when I lived in Florida, I and and was in the fandom the first time it was more an in-person thing for me then because I would go to like screenings every week and like the all the gay bars in in Tampa and that we had like these massive L word things and sometimes obviously no one like Leisha or Kay or Jennifer or anyone would come but it would be like Adele would come one season and like all these pictures of like you know being in a nightclub in like 2008 with like Adele from season five. <laughs> That's fun though because yeah, I don't it, know I that really they would love... ever
1: have events like that now.
2: Yeah it was and I re- I think it was the year that Adele was there actually it was like the WNBA was in Tampa and they did some, like, WNBA, L-Word. Because I think the finale was around that time, too. So it was all one big, like, you know, LGBTQ. That's literally,
0: like, the lesbian dream crossover. Yeah. <laughs> like, like... <laughs> That's awesome.
1: And uh, now, so the Gen Q, you know, aired some years ago now. I, th- I think it's already been almost well, a year and a half-ish ago. And when Gen Q came out and now you've watched it, you've done a rewatch, you focus a lot of it, a lot of attention to Gen Q on your channel, what do you think or who do you think has been the greatest addition from Gen Q to the cast?
2: I mean like my immediate answer in my brain is of course Gigi because <laughs> you know that's my girl from <laughs> Gen Q. But <laughs> I I I mean I do really like Finley as well, and I think that there's going to be quite like an interesting backstory being built there. But Danny, Danny and Gigi are probably my my favorite Gen Q characters. Mm-hmm. Although throughout my rewatch, Nat has really mm-hmm. spoken to me more in in the rewatch. But yeah, Gigi probably is is the top of the list which is awesome i have not come
1: across anyone who dislikes Gigi.
0: i've not yeah, no. i've not
1: heard any Gigi slander which is refreshing
2: yeah <laughs> i think Gigi
0: might be the runaway favorite of gen <laughs> she, q for i think sure. she is she
2: is I, um, I keep talking about there's a scene it's the episode after the thruffle where bet alice and shane are in bet's office and when i like i've been talking about this scene for like a month and alice is set like they're talking about the thruple, and alice says to bet i mean have you seen her and bet's like yeah and then <laughs> and I'm, then the trailer the came nugget. out <laughs> this this is where the whole bet and Gigi thing <laughs> comes
0: <laughs> from <laughs> I love yeah it. I remember that and then the trailer came out and we were all like oh my god Ash was right <laughs> <laughs> Taylor do you want
1: to jump in with yeah question? well this or- is
0: just kind of a similar question who can be original or gen Q which character are you
2: most like I mean personality wise a lot of and the, the key caveat to the sentence is Ex girlfriends have told me that I'm like bet. So, but, but <laughs> I, I would think I'm more maybe like Alice, but mm-hmm. I think that's like wishful thinking on my part.
1: <laughs> Love that the keyword there is X.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so we should take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, this podcast is all things to bet. So we would be fools to not talk about Tibet with you. So the big question that I have for you is, do you think that Tibet is going to reunite in Gen Q? Why or why not? Yes, but...
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think that they did this in the original because I really, again, like this is before there was social media before you could literally see pictures from crew members and stuff like that on Instagram which just still blows my mind and I really like started to think okay maybe they're not going to get back together they really I think pulled it off that yes there was like a you know build up build up but I so remember like exactly what it was like whenever the the Shebar thing happened, and talking about it for like well, here I am years later still talking <laughs> about it in a decade. <laughs> so I I just think that that you know they're not gonna have eight episodes and then be like surprise they're back together. <laughs> yeah. It has to be like it is television at the end of the day, and. Yeah they are going to feed into like the ratings and the angst and stuff too, because I, yes, like I'm sure we would still watch if they were, they were together, but like there's people who just tune into the show when it's on or people who just binge watch it after three seasons. Like we are the, I, I don't say like top tier, but we're like the, the fans who are really really invested and Mm -hmm. think about that especially with like both having podcasts and channels like we think about the l word every single day so of course we would watch it if like i would watch it if they were all watching paint dry but (laughs) not everyone feels that so they do have to create the angst and the jealous Bat and jealous tina and (laughs) jealous everyone so Mm -hmm. i think they will but we're in for a wait
1: oh yeah for sure i agree we've talked about that a lot and who do you hope to see come back this season that uh we have not seen verse yet i mean i think the only person that we've seen return actually was laurel outside of the main cast so who would you like to see come back
2: I mean, I do. I, it's surprising, I would say, that I'm saying this because I remember when I watched the original season two, I absolutely hated Helena with the passion of a thousand suns. I I have some, you know, Helena Helena hate there, but I really like ended up liking her character a lot, and I'm pretty confident she's come she's coming back. Mm -hmm. And then I also maybe this is nothing, but I also noticed that actually B sent this to me that Jennifer and Laurel started following Pam Greer again on Twitter or started following her. So it was just odd that they both did at like the same time the other day. So I was like, is there a flashback coming in here or are we reading into this? So wow, that would be something I would not have
1: expected, especially because I thought the whole thing was that she, that like they missed their chance basically with her because she was committed to that other show. And then, Mm. yeah, that would be, that would actually really surprise me.
2: And the thing is, again, I know that everybody's like, I'm the Gen Q apologist, but there's been a lot of things that Gen Q in eight episodes did a lot of things that, I know I've been complaining about for a decade and a half that there was no backstory. We never saw family members. We never knew this or where Mm -hmm. they came from. And with the newbies, I I don't know whether they they like that nickname, but they... The rising
1: stars. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I I was calling them the Fab Four and then the Holy Quad were like Laurel, Jennifer, (laughs) and Kate. (laughs) (laughs) We saw well, at least heard voices of Finley's and Sophie's family and Danny's and Micah's. We saw all their families. And then also we know that Danny and Micah had a relationship before and that Sophie and Finley worked together and like it all kind of made sense how everybody knew each other and not There just... was
0: no Tina of Gen <laughs> Q is what you're saying.
2: <laughs> from, from
1: a cloud one day. <laughs> For real. It's true. And, and we have talked about that, how I feel like from a comprehensive point of view, I feel like they did a lot better job in Gen Q than the original series, kind of filling in those gaps.
0: Um, in a lot less time,
1: too. In a lot less time, for sure, because they had almost really double half the time, yeah, in their original season one. And if you were to just look at season one of the L Word, the you know the OG L Word, the storylines grew so much in six seasons. I mean, if you were judging the show just based on season one, you'd be pretty unhappy too with where. Alice and Shane and you know Kit and Dana and everybody kind of left off because in my opinion they didn't have any major areas of growth until the coming seasons.
2: Yeah they were like nearly secondary characters in the first season. Yeah that's absolutely correct. So we'll kind of switch gears here and talk more about your YouTube channel.
1: So can you tell us a little bit about how it came to be like when you first put it out there why you decided
2: to go with YouTube. Yeah just talk to us a little bit about that. So about two and a half years ago. Well, I, I guess I should go back to the the really, really start. Like, I I never really. This will sound like it's out of left field, but I never really had like a huge weight problem throughout my life. And then when I was living in New York, I put on like an enormous amount of weight, and it was like after my mom died, and there was lots of other stuff going on, and. So I came back from New York to the UK and, and then I was like, okay, I need to lose this weight. And over the last two years, I've lost 240 pounds. So when I lost awesome. it, one, like I made this list before I started losing weight and like I wanted this new job at this company and all these things. So I made this list of like, these are 10 things that I want to do that I've always wanted to do. Before I'm 35, and I'm like 33 now. So starting a YouTube channel was just one thing I'd always just wanted to do, and and I was like, oh, it's I get to talk a lot. Like that was basically it, and maybe you know it'll have like a bit of happiness or something to someone. And so I did like a few videos on weight loss. I didn't really know what I was doing and editing and all that stuff. Like I did all that in university, and it started to come back a bit, and then. When the L word started, I'd only done a few videos and I was like, I don't really have anyone to talk to about this stuff. And I watched the first couple of episodes and I liked it. And then episode six came and I was like, I need to speak to a human being about this because this is like unbelievable. I was so happy that Tina had come back. I couldn't believe it. And even in my first L word video, I thought I'd be talking to like six people and saying like, oh, I'm going to do something different because I I literally looked and I couldn't see anyone talking about the L word, which I know now is because YouTube and LGBTQ just does not go. And an LGBTQ person talking about an LGBTQ show is like double the trouble for YouTube. So I double started- the trouble. <laughs> like they and that's why all these people who think that oh yeah that you know you can have this career on you if you're LGBTQ it does not work that way because you just don't get put in with certain other things and it really literally that weekend where Tina came back and and episode seven it just completely shot off and I couldn't believe it so it, it just went from there and then I was like oh like there's a few people watching so from then on I just wanted to get better and learn more and invest in more, like more equipment and making the channel the best it can be and speaking to people and just trying to I don't know give people a little bit of like happiness or a smile if you can yeah. and get the the messages that people send me and stuff it's just it's so 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 nice and yesterday there was like this young girl sent me a message that she was growing up in like this group home and and you know she was gay but she didn't feel comfortable coming out she's in a country that's it's not safe to and she was saying like oh I found your channel and I don't even watch the show but now I really want to watch it and You've made me feel so like comfortable about it, and like it, you know, reading messages like that, like, it's just worth it. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Isn't that be- awesome? Yeah, like or, like you know, meeting you guys and talking silly jokes with everyone about the show and like our little inside things. <laughs> it's it's all I could have wanted at the beginning and way more. Right. Right. And it's, it's interesting, too, because, like,
1: I know when Taylor and I started the podcast, we were kind of just like, let's just do it. It's just, like, something to do. God only knows when season two is going to air. Like, will we get it in this decade? who's Who knows? Like, let's just do it because we can kind of keep us busy on something that isn't the dumpster fire that is the fandom right so that's
0: a very (laughs) very kind way of britney saying that i was going through a really rough time and was kind of having an emotional breakdown and so she was like let's do a podcast to try to like prevent me from literally shattering into a thousand pieces but I but really yeah. wanted
1: to do it too. I really wanted to do like a Tibet-focused podcast. And so we just started recording and putting episodes on. And then we would get these messages from people that we neither of us knew. And they'd be like, oh my gosh, I just binged like three or four episodes of the podcast. I I agree with you guys. I wish I had people that I could talk to like where I live or that I knew yeah. people that I could chat with about the show because I'm such a fan of the show. But like no one in my world is like, I love talking. I love listening because it feels like... I'm just sitting on the couch with you all just like basically shooting the shit about Tibet, which, you know, we're just doing something to pass the time. And they're like, this is so great. And we're like, thanks. (laughs) We love it. And
0: I'm glad glad you
2: appreciate
0: it. Yeah, I'm glad (laughs) that
2: us just (laughs)
0: screaming about Tibet at each other brings you some kind of joy. Like,
2: It, It really is. My friends, like in real life friends, in the beginning it was like a joke it's like they would be like oh ash and her youtube channel like you know she's this crazy like 30 <laughs> year old woman shouting about you know other lesbians on the internet <laughs> yeah. and even the thought of that when i was younger and thinking oh i could never ever come out and i'd have to like live this secret life and just marry a man like oh but <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. But the No, uh, you're
1: not. That's
0: okay. Though. No, It's <laughs> <laughs> like, are you? But
2: they you like the thought of sitting on the internet screaming about how gay I am for you know Ben and Tina is just mind- and having
0: people thank you for it. Yeah,
1: thanks for your content. It's just like so. <laughs> it's just so funny because we're just like doing
2: this thing because we love this show and we love these characters and actresses and i guess people like that i'm sure you see it in your in your demographics too obviously like when i started i was like oh i'll probably get most people from the u.s and then uk canada like you know some places like that but and of course those are the top places and some european places but i mean really high in like russia and the middle east and places like this and it it just blows me away that those people in all these different countries in those countries the situation is not good for us so it just part of me too is like oh i just want to speak to all those people and and you know in a way you are but it just it really blows me away yeah
1: for
2: sure
1: You've touched on it a little bit, but what do you love most about using YouTube as like your main platform versus say like Instagram or Twitter or Facebook? What do you like? What do you love most about
2: it? I do really like how there's not a bunch of, you know, like with the feed and things like that, like it's very easy to just scroll past, scroll past. And even if there is, you know, a 60 second video, like you stop and then you just keep scrolling and with YouTube, I think it's you come in, you've clicked on the video, and it's that ten or, in case of my channel, thirty minutes. of <laughs> You're watching
1: a live hour and a half, something like
2: yeah, that. <laughs> Reese framing you know, the trailer for the fiftieth time, <laughs> and you're watch. Whether you know, like, you can be doing other things or whatever. And I know a lot of people do kind of treat the videos oh they can be cleaning or doing whatever and working or running or whatever and not necessarily be looking at the screen but i i just like the way that you're going in with this intention okay i'm going to watch what the and there's like the beginning the end the feed thing just really sometimes i think is just this constant you know attention span is getting shorter and shorter and shorter and mm-hmm. it, it's really, um, it's, it's overwhelming with everything that's going on and ads and stuff like that. And I used to work in game design and design slot machine games online mm-hmm. and knowing the behind the scenes of that, of like the math and also how they are constantly trying to manipulate your psyche and, and your brain just into clicking buttons and all outside and it's it's scary how much they are using those things and not e- we're not even realizing it like they're actually you know if you I don't know whether you've seen that documentary yep um, that's exactly yeah, on, what I was
0: thinking of for
2: sure for sure yeah
1: I Honestly, if I didn't know you, I wouldn't I would never know that you like work a full-time job outside of your YouTube channel because you are on it 24/7. Like yeah. the amount of content you put out is seriously impressive because yeah. sometimes for Taylor and I even to like throw it together to do an episode <laughs> a week, that's like a, a task. And you do it and it's always like super informative. Like super thorough. There's always Production like an value inch. is
0: always like a plus plus. Seriously, like, like oh you thanks. you really like.
2: <laughs> I think like it sounds that, like a crazy person.
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: you can just really tell that like you are passionate about the channel. Like it's not like just this thing that you kind of do on the side. It's something that you really love doing.
2: Yeah, I, I I really really do love it. Like I really do. And now I've obviously stepped away from like gaming and things like that and I have my own company and it's doing something good for the world hopefully in renewable energy but yeah I mean there have definitely like when the trailer dropped last week I was like cancel everything (laughs) everything's done yeah that's
1: like one of the first things I said on Twitter where the fuck is Ash Silver and then like (laughs) I went to your Twitter and you had actually like kind of already responded to it but I know you were like in a meeting when it happened, right?
2: I well, I I like was on on my phone and I saw it pop up, and I clicked on it so quick that it was like just the text, and I was like, "What is happening?" The six, <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, it's coming to," because I'd been following that the shy, because I figured whatever happens with their season, is what's going to happen with the L word, and why we're getting you know the premiere two days early on streaming only and Mm -hmm. the uh, the second that I saw it I had literally come out of I I was on a meeting but like this you know on on Mm -hmm. zoom and I just I knew that I knew it was coming that day so I had everything set up and I literally just like watched it like five times while I was sitting in the chair and then just hit record and was just like (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that. And the work I do, I'm in the community a lot with clients. And so in this particular day, I was actually in a Goodwill with a client, like she's buying clothes. She's transitioning from one location to another. She's kind of like in a transitional living type situation. So I'm in the middle of this line, standing next to the t-shirts that they sell for men, because I'm just kind of moseying around the store. And uh, Jenny had posted in discord, like, like the link, like look what's live or whatever. And I'm like, oh my God. So I'm just like standing in goodwill, watching it like repeatedly, just to like try to wrap my brain around the fact that we actually have some content for season two. Like I could not believe it. <laughs> I could not believe that we actually like had something to watch. We had all been hyping it up so much. And then sure enough, it did. It dropped on the first
2: yeah i was just like it's it's coming it's coming (laughs) yeah love it love it
0: i just have at 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 the risk of of invoking a rant here (laughs) this is just kind of a follow-up question i think i think i've phrased it in in a positive way i hope you talked a little bit about the algorithm being an asshole talk to me about like what makes it important to you to keep going despite
2: that I mean with YouTube they especially with my lives and stuff they censor them a lot and when, when I to say them like, lesbian like, is a bad word yeah like when when I say they're unlimited it's uh, like obviously the monetization thing goes off but like let me tell you when people want to run ads they don't want to pay a lot to run them on lgbtq stuff so that that doesn't matter it's the fact that when it's unlimited they won't suggest your video and then they also like they were you know whenever like you have them all listed down the side or when a video ends and they put it suggestion because that's where probably 40 to 50% of my traffic comes from. Obviously, there are people that go, that are subscribed and get notifications, but then there's also people who know, oh, hey, the trailer came out. I'm going to see what that crazy woman says. And they <laughs> type your name in and they go to it. But most of it is from people just clicking through and stuff. And I think that the fact that the channel is you know, still getting good views and you know obviously when the trailer came out like you know of course the views dropped over the period where we've had nothing but the second the trailer dropped I reposted the trailer and then I posted my breakdown and like my breakdown got more views on my channel than the actual trailer Heck so yeah those obviously people are watching it on showtimes but <laughs> it's still you know i did be a little bit worried about are people still going to be interested it's been a year and a half so it did kind of give me reassurance that people were still well some people were still interested so yeah. whenever that like seeing that it just makes me think oh well you know the l word fans were a very special bunch and the fact that they're going to the channel to seek out the content if that's what they have to do to see it, then they're doing it because everything that goes on within the fandom, like there's a lot of people who are to us these huge, you know, icons and celebrities and the average person on the street might not even know who they are, okay. but we're very loyal to our people and to the people that, that are so supportive of the show and the community and things. And you know there is not a lesbian, bisexual, <laughs> trans, gay man in the world who does not know that Beth Porter is the <laughs> best bee on the blog, and like revered by every like, lesbian there is. So you I know. think that the, yeah, the L word fans are definitely a special bunch. So I really, I agree. really hate them a lot. <laughs>
1: You're, it's so true it's such a unique set of mainly women i mean there are men in the fandom for sure that i see kind of pop up every now and then on social media but m- m- for the most part yeah, it's women. The three. yeah like the three the three guys that may, may even be women for all we know they're just kind of posing as ray and patrick <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> the uh, fact that we know their names says yeah. a lot let's just put exactly. it that
1: way exactly yeah, and I give you props, especially in like you had said, like in a time where you know people's attention is so just limited, right? Like even me, I'm a pretty engaged in TikTok, and they've kind of expanded their time limits. It used to just be sixty seconds, and so now you have like a premium account, you can go for like three minutes. And when I see that it's going to be a three minute clip, I'm like. Oh no! Oh no! I gotta keep swiping. <laughs> I'm looking for the 15 minute. I'm looking for the 15 second clip. Like I don't have time for this. So I again, I give you props that you put again so much content out there and keep people engaged. Nonetheless, you know, it's one thing to just kind of put your voice out there and no one's watching, but to keep people coming back—that's it's an impressive feat these days.
2: Oh, thanks. God.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And thank you for just being a positive role model in this fandom Um, yes
0: a hundred times yes we've
1: had we've had a hundred rants on this podcast about how the fandom can be such a toxic pit but uh, one of the things that's very refreshing about watching your content and and even being involved now with Elcon After Dark is just that you don't let it get that get to that point you don't even allow it You you just shut it down before that can even enter your space and and that's really that's
2: really admirable. Yeah, I mean, like I've always said I only have two two rules on my channel. And you can come on and say I th- think the complete opposite like whatever, like I think everybody should be able to say what they want, but do it in a nice respectful way, like just be nice. And the other thing is I just will not stand for anyone speaking badly about the cast crew writers directors showrunner whatever it is their private lives and things are just like off the table for me and with the positivity thing I mean we all get little snapshots of each other's lives and you know people haven't spent a lot of time on on the other side like you have this kind of parasocial relationship where I'll say things like, oh, my sister, and oh, I worked in this and things, but they, people don't know like everything you've gone through, obviously. And, you know, growing up, I've had a very, everybody goes through struggles, and there's been like lots of deep, deep downs in my life too. And I just always found that trying to just stay positive and, being nice never hurt anyone or trying to, you know, get out there and, and have a smile on your face. It just, it, it's always made it better for me. So mm-hmm. that's just kind of what I try and keep going that way.
1: Mm-hmm. The thing is, is it's not in like this like fake toxic right. positivity type way, right? But no, some no, no, people no. are just, are just kind of out there like, you know, acting like life is grand. There's never any like bad days, da 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 but what I can appreciate about you just in our private conversations and also just in your content is that you have tried to really make the most of what we have in gen Q, even, you know, coming back to us and the show even being resurrected and really trying to find the good in that. And it's just not really been the easiest thing to
2: do for many. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is too, like, I have a lot, a lot of faith in like Jennifer, Laura, Alicia and Kate too. Like I okay. really respect the four of them greatly. And the, the same goes for like the writers, directors, everyone. And even this crew that like, come on, look at all the content that, that they gave us and behind the scenes pictures and things over the, you know, the past eight months that they were filming. These people are working really hard throughout a pandemic, and this, you know, they're all still going to work with a smile on their face too, and they're so interactive and in things with everyone and answering comments. So I just, I, I really respect everyone on the show, and I, I just think that it's, it's brilliant that we have the show back. Period, mm-hmm. because it couldn't go out like season six like it, it just <laughs> we couldn't go <laughs> to, to our graves with season six being the end of the hour That's <laughs> so true
0: that's true. True. So
1: true it's so true and even even as someone who didn't watch it way back in the day you know I just watched for the first time in 2018 seeing Jennifer Leisha and Kate and then of course Laurel on screen again was like such I felt like so nostalgic like it felt like felt like coming home just seeing them play those characters again was so comforting it was like a warm hug even if you know they I don't know that they got it all right with storylines and all this stuff like that's not so much what I want to focus on but you know just seeing them again in those roles all these years
0: later has just been really cool yeah
1: yeah definitely
0: this is my last little positivity thing even though we i know we just talked about that but this is kind of a different angle on it so since i know that for me and Brittany, we get this a lot and it kind of sounds like you do too that we get a lot of kind of newer baby gays or like baby l word fans so i guess like if you were to give someone who's kind of new to the l word fandom and is stepping into it at this <laughs> very interesting time both in the world and in the fandom in your own unique sort of ash way what would you tell them upon entering this sort of dumpster fire that we currently have going on what would you tell them
2: Oh, I would just tell them that you don't have to follow what anybody else says. There are some people who their their favorite character could be Wheezy or whoever they want. It 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 doesn't matter. Like you don't owe anyone any explanation for your feelings if you only like Tina or you only like Bear or. know it's alice for you or no one it it doesn't matter we're all everybody's so different and it would be a really boring show and life if everybody thought the same way and liked the same things even that what we got 26 seconds of a trailer and some of the things that people said to me like i watched that i've watched that trailer more than 500 times And there's some angles that if I would have watched it 50,000 times, I never would have thought of. But some people have said to me, oh, did you think of this? Or did you think of that? And it's not everybody knows everything or there's no one person that's like the L word lore. So just, you know, have fun with it. You're allowed to have your opinion and think what you think and like what you like. So... Just enjoy the show, enjoy the ride because it's the L word and this ride can go anywhere. (laughs) So (laughs) strap it. It's (laughs) high highs and low lows, but we'll all get through it together. Yeah, agreed. That was beautiful. I
1: have have really, really high hopes actually for this coming season, especially even seeing that short little teaser that we got. I think it's going to be a good one.
2: My hopes could not be... (laughs) (laughs)
0: no pressure marja
2: yeah right all right well she said it's she told me it's special so so that's special
1: and didn't jacqueline place finley didn't she say something like it's going to be like a completely different season like you're yeah that's going to be
0: much
2: different than season one so So we have
0: different and special
2: And didn't say someone else say thrilling? Didn't I? yes, Eileen
1: said thrilling about uh, Tibet. Great storyline is thrilling. So fabulous. We're, yeah, like like you said, it's a roller coaster of highs, high highs and low lows. So yeah, this has been episode fourteen of All Things Tibet podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Taylor. I'm Ash. <laughs> and Thank you so much for next- having me. Yes, you're welcome. And next episode, we are going to be chatting with Molly and Becca from Do Ladies Do That podcast. So we'll see you next time. This has been an episode of All Things Tibet podcast hosted by Taylor and Brittany. At this time, we do not have any sponsorships. But if you're interested in sponsoring us, please send us an email at allthingstibet at gmail.com. We can be found on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook under All Things Tibet Podcast. And you can check out our main podcast profile at anchor.fm slash Tibet. We post new episodes every Tuesday and we send all of our love to the Tibet fandom for their support during this time as we get this brand new podcast off the ground. We will see you next week.